Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed my podcast yet on the podcast app that you're listening, make sure to follow my show. If it, you can review my show there and you love my show, give me a great review. Just press five stars. If you want to be on the show, this is a call-in show where people remain anonymous. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I change everybody's voices. You make up a fake name. You could email me from a fake email address. You could call me from a fake ass number. I just want to hear your real story. If you want to be on the show and like I said, remain anonymous, you can send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Or you could DM me over on Instagram or Twitter. Twitter? <laughs> Twitter. Um, I'm at Strict Anonymous on Instagram and Twitter, at Strict Anonymous. Make sure to follow me there as well as if you want to DM me there, I'm at Strict Anonymous. You could do that, but give me some information. Every now and then I get a person that's like, I want to be on your show. I'm like, okay, what's the, your fucking story? Then they tell me one little thing. Then I'm like, tell me more. I don't have time to go back and forth with you like 50 million times, okay? Like, I'm like, my show is a 24-7, seven days a week, 48 hours a day fucking gig right now. I'm like, a, I, and I'm by myself as a single mom, all alone doing everything. So I don't have that time to go back and forth. What you need to do to be on the show is send me details. I need to make sure that it's a good story that will take up about an hour and it's something that would do well on my show. So give me some information about what you want to talk about. Or you could call my confessions line if you have something short that you just want to get off your back. I change the voices there as well. That number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. If you text me and say hello, I'm not going to text you back, okay? And I'm not going to answer your phone call. I'm not going to FaceTime you. Don't, you know, that's for confessions only. That phone is never with me. So if you want to leave a confession, use the number for that, but don't use it to talk to me because I'm not going to talk to you there. If you do want to talk to me, a great place to talk to me is on my Patreon. I mean, I always will give, I, I will always take, you know, my Patreon members always get first priority to emails and conversations with me because they are supporting my show over there. My Patreon is super fun. Uh, especially for people with fetishes, because I do have two separate tiers, one, a cross-dressing fetish tier, as well as a hoser. I call them my hoser tier, my hoser tier, but it's like guys who are into pantyhose. I have that tier. I also have a, the lowest tier, which is like you get all the episodes early and ad-free, plus you see anonymous pics of my guests. If you do the hoser tier, you have a, a fetish for pantyhose or cross-dressing, you get tons of extra content. I do episodes there, exclusive ones that nobody has ever heard. And if you join now, since I've been doing these tiers for years, you get, you know, like if the hoser tier for you, I think you, there's probably like a hundred extra episodes over there. The cross-dressing tier I just created, there's probably like 25 extra episodes over there, as well as a community of other like-minded people, just like you. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, 
sign up patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast that's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast uh you can sign up and cancel at any time it's fine go check it out all the links to everything i just told you is in the description uh today i have on Tom, a.k.a. Tanya. Tom has a lot of stuff going on, and we get into all of it on this call. Now, Tom is a cross-dresser. He's also bisexual. He does, you know, and, and he talks about everything on this episode. He talks about uh, how when he started to wear panties and try on panties, who he stole them from, which happens to be his stepmother. <laughs> That's a whole story. And then he had an affair with his sister-in-law. That's another story. Uh, that, that stuff is like weaved in between his cross-dressing stuff. He has had experiences with guys when he was younger, not just when he's dressed up. He has had experience with guys when he's a guy. He loves like anal SEX and he talks a lot about that. He does, like I said, get into some guy-on-guy action that he had when he was very young. Uh, and then we get into how he started to wear lingerie and start fully dressing. He talks about all of his marriages and uh, what happened in all of those. Uh, one of his girls pegged him. Like I said, he's very into anal. He does camming. He talks about like all the stuff that guys get him to shove in his ass while he's doing that. He does talk about fisting, okay, because he has the whole funny, crazy story about a co-worker that he was trying to get off his back, a female co-worker, um, and she started fisting him, and so it didn't really work, but that whole story is, sounds convoluted, and it kind of is, but it's kind of funny. All his stories are funny, super interesting. Like I said, he also does camming. You can't find him exactly, but he talks about like the, uh, the place where he, he doesn't have a specific name on his campsite, but he does talk about where he does camming. He doesn't do it for the money. He does it for the fucking fun. He goes into this whole thing about how he thinks like cross-dressers are narcissists. And I'm like, I think maybe you're the narcissist. <laughs> and he, you know, I told him that on the thing. I'm not saying this behind his back. Uh, so we do have a little discussion about that, which is very interesting. And I want people over on YouTube uh, to go and chime in or on Instagram, wherever, about the whole all cross-dressers are narcissists thing that he thinks, because we do have a discussion, and he throws that out there, and it's something I had never heard, and I want to know what other people think. I gave my opinion of it, uh, but you'll have to listen for that. But like I said, there's a lot going on here with Tanya, a.k.a. Tom, or Tom, a.k.a. Tanya, but it's all super interesting. He There's a lot of stories within stories within stories. Uh, it's airing on Fetish Friday, because he does have the cross-dressing fetish but there's so much more to this episode you're definitely gonna enjoy it so i'm gonna be right back on oh and if you want to see pics of tom make sure to go to my patreon on my patreon did i say i have anonymous pics of my guests and if you join the cross dressing tier you will see anonymous pics of tom so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with tom slash tanya this is the strictly anonymous podcast uh, hi, Tom. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little confused with you, though, because I know that you're like, oh, I'm like, should I introduce you as Tanya? Because I know that that's like your cross dresser name or your alter ego. And you're like, no, I want to be called. That's my stage. I want to be called Tom. That's my stage name. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean stage name? What, what, <laughs> what kind of stage are you on as Tom? And then we'll talk about Tanya. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Tom goes on stage almost once a day on uh, on the internet to um, show off some of his talents. What are the talents? Tell me. Um, well, um, I, I'm fit, so I look good, and then I'm also well-versed at anal, so I can put on quite a show. So are you porn? Do you do porn? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I guess you'd call it free porn, one-on-one free porn. It's... It's, uh, I, I won't mention the website unless you want to hear it. It goes by many names I've found out, but, uh, no, it's peer to peer, um, video camming, camming. And, uh, what is the website? You could tell me, I don't I mean, why wouldn't I not want to hear it? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the legalities are. If you want to advertise for them, but in this particular case, the one I log into is called dirty roulette. Oh, okay. So it's like a camming thing. Yep. Okay. And r- random people pop up. And they either like what you're doing or they don't and they move on or they stay. And the thing that I like most, I think, is when I get, of course, it's all men, mm-hmm. all guys, um, is when they uh, when they come. Right. That's my reward because they like what they're seeing. Now, are you dressed up as Tanya or are you there as Tom oh, yeah. or do you do both? Oh, I'm usually, yeah, I'm usually cross-dressed to some degree, but there's, there's somewhat of a limit when you've got to have access to things. Right. So, but why wouldn't you use the name Tanya? Because you want them to know that you're Tom and then they show up and they see that you're dressed like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. Well, on the way, when I'm, when I'm camming, they don't often ask for a name. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But you do need a name. I'm just saying you're like, Tom is my stage name. I would think Tanya would be your stage name. I don't understand. Oh, well, you know, well, Tom is, it can be a stage name if, uh, if something's more male oriented or it can be Tanya if someone's interested in that. Now, sometimes you run across other cross-dressers, and then I'll give them, I'll give them Tanya. It kind of, uh, I meld a mold to my audience. Okay, so that's a better explanation. You're sometimes you're Tom, sometimes you're Tanya, depending on whether, what your audience wants from you. But you, you switch back and forth. Now, as yeah. Tom, do you consider yourself, like, what would be, if you had to leave, like, what's your sexuality? Are you... What do you consider yourself? Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bisexual? Are you heteroflexible? Are you one thing when you're Tanya, oh. something when you're Tom? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if there needs to be a label, I, I don't, there's labels have gotten so complex lately. But I love I labels. Bi- and we'll talk well, yeah, I mean, There's a reason for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cross-dresser or transvestite, we can have a discussion there. But no, bisexual, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so as so whether you're Tom, because listen, like I said, what I do when I talk to a crossdresser is I pick things apart because everyone is so different, and that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it interesting because you're going to find maybe out of ten crossdressers listening to your episode, maybe two of them are going to be able to relate to some things, and eight of them are going to be relate to other things. But they really want to. Everyone wants to relate to something, so I try to get all the specific details. To me, like I said, I have heard a lot from cross-dressers who are like, no, I'm fucking straight. When I am like dressed like a dude, I don't even look at guys. I would never be with a guy when I'm, when I'm my male form. It's only when I'm dressed up, do I have that? So when you are even Tom, you still, you will, you are interested in men or women as well is, is correct. Right. Oh yeah. That'd be fair. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what's interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't look at, you know, it's funny, you know, I don't, I don't look at women or men and get the, you know, and get interested in them in that way. It would have to be very specific, 
uh, relationships, you know, one-on-one kind of thing that would bring that out in somebody and then the possibilities might go somewhere. Not that that's happened, but I would certainly entertain it. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to be dressed for that. Right. I'm assuming when you're camming and if you're doing anal and it's all that kind of stuff, I mean, and you said sometimes you're Tom or you're Tanya, depending on the person that's logging in. I mean, I, I'm assuming that that's at that point oh, you're I, with a I guy. I could get right? lazy and, and not dress up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes I like to put on as much accoutrement as I can and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go to town. Okay, let's go. Let's let's talk about when, like, when you started dressing. When it when you realized that you were into accoutrement. Am I saying that <laughs> correct? <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, tell me your story. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I mean, I I was, as I found out from listening to some podcasts, I was pretty, uh, I don't know, uh, sexually active at a young age. Mm-hmm. So, but the the first time that I acquired any female clothing was I stole two pairs of nylon bikini panties from my very attractive stepmother. Oh, you had one of those. Yeah. And and I think at the time, and I I think I was 12 or 13, my dad had gotten remarried and um, it was a way I was not going to have any kind of contact with this woman, but it was a way to have contact with her. Mm -hmm. How old were you? 13. Okay. And when did she become your stepmom? Like what age? Uh, I was probably in town for the wedding because I didn't see my dad but once in a while. It was a weird visitation thing. Didn't see him about once a week uh, any given year. And so I'd been in town for their wedding and because he lived quite a distance away. I had to fly. And uh, I, don't, I, was, I just thought this woman was very attractive. And the only way I was going to get close to her was via Oh, my God, lingerie. yeah. Yeah, and I could see, listen, at 13, in comes this woman. She's like, quote, unquote, your stepmom, but she's a stranger because you don't live with your dad, like you said, and you live far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was hot. She's fair game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not so, like, it's not like incest at all. I mean, it's just like a, a hot chick, but she happens to be like your dad's with her and you have kind of access to her. <laughs> yeah, she was 40. Gorgeous. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You know what I think? I think you're most likely wasting some of your money on subscriptions that you totally forgot about. I know I was, but I'm not anymore. And that's because I signed up for Rocket Money. 
formerly known as Truebill. I had three subscriptions, two of them that I had totally forgotten about. One was some Adobe Photoshop app that I was paying for, as well as some photo editor app that I never even used. I don't even remember signing up for it, but I was paying for it, but not anymore. And that's because I used Rocket Money. With Rocket Money, you're going to see all of your subscriptions in one place. And all you got to do to unsubscribe is press the cancel button and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Go get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash strict anon. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com dot com slash strict anon cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash strict anon or just go to the description and click on the link to sign up for rocket money now wow now had you had stolen anything or wore anything feminine before Nope, not until that time. Isn't that interesting? I typically hear it's like so starts so much earlier, but it's not like I haven't heard it just you know come out in like teenage years. That's interesting. So at thirteen, that and because of your stepmom, that was the first time you decided to. Now, did you just steal them and like smell them at first, and then and then and then eventually you put them on, or was did you steal them and put them on immediately? No, I, I don't think I would have known to smell them. And of course, they would have been clean because they were in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I, I know I just put them on and I, and I, and I just wore them. And uh-huh. I really couldn't tell you what happened to them after that. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, I had a fairly, well, huh, I was going to use the word normal. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> um, because I interacted with, uh, you know, boy, everything I ever did was only with people of my age. I'll just get that out. Okay. I was never groomed. Um, never, uh, nobody, no older people tried to, you know, molest me or anything like that. So, um, I had, I had relations with boys when I was pretty young. Cause I think that's, you know, that's who I was around and I was curious and I don't, you know, they weren't, uh, you know, nothing crazy. Cause you just didn't know what to do at that time. You just weren't sure, but there was, there was touching and looking and all that. But at the same time I did it with girls in the first grade, I played, um, strip don't break the ice um with uh, <laughs> a, a first grade classmate and i remember getting caught we got caught by our mom kind of uh you know going uh showing each other what we owned yeah i think that happens more than you think yeah and some of us but don't that, even remember you know you're curious is that that's at that young of an age i think it's just curiosity yeah but i i was an i think i was an instigator uh, in most of these occasions. So at 13, I you mean, were doing the grooming now. <laughs> uh, well, I think so because at 13, yeah, I remember, uh, there was a summer with, there was a, a boy down the street that we had an interesting summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, that was the first time I had an orgasm and that was from penetrating. Wow. How old were you? 13. 13. Oh, okay. So yeah. 13 was a very pivotal year for you. First time you oh, wore yeah. panties. First time you fucked a kid, a guy in the ass. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and we had all the girls in the neighborhood. I mean, there were campfires where we were getting naked, you know, and every, I remember the, the girls around the campfire. They were, they were a little older than me, um, 15 or so, maybe 16. Um, they'd never seen an erect penis. So uh-huh. I, I showed them. Right. 
You were like very, a uh, little bit of an exhibitionist. I mean, you were always open sexually. Maybe you're curious and all of the above. Oh, curious and an exhibitionist. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, look at what you're doing now, right? I mean, so that that was like uh, the rear, that's that was the cues that that was what you were into. So wait, so 13, you're fooling around with guys. You start to steal, you know, you stole your first pair of panties. Now with your, you know, from your stepmother, do you eventually start taking other things besides panties? Like were panties well, the gateway well, drug? <laughs> well, oh. I, it was the gateway drug, but... Um, and I hope not to disappoint anybody, but, um, that, that, that dressing phase remained dormant for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had some, uh, relations there that summer was a good relation. There was two boys involved in that summer. And, um, you know, but I had that, I, I guess when I was fit, I mean, I, I lost my virginity at 15, um, to a woman to, oh yes, to a woman. Uh huh. And, um, you know, it was pretty, I would say pretty normal, uh, up until, um, into my first marriage when I had bought, um, some lingerie for my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but we did get married and, um, she didn't like, she rejected it. She threw it at me like you put this on. So I did. I liked it. Wow. Wait, um, so she said you bought her lingerie and she's like, I don't want to fucking wear this. You wear it. And you're like, okay, uh (laughs) wow. As a joke. Yeah. I think it's kind of, you know, one of those rejection things. And I put it on and wow, is that, uh, that sure, um, tickled my pickle. Mm -hmm. And was that surprising to you? I I, I don't know. uh, Perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah, it it was, I, 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 I liked that a lot. And so that went on for, you know, that collection expanded. I don't remember, you know, that was, oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I'm 58. So that was 31 years ago. But would she engage, you know, in that kind of play with you? Was she cool? Was she down with it? Or was it something that you had to do on the DL? I didn't have to do it on the DL. And I don't think it was a big deal because I remember, of course, at that time in our lives, we had, uh, uh, we were partying a wee bit, as you might say. Because uh, <laughs> at that time, and that would have been, pre-87 so that was mid-80s cocaine we all know yeah well and her her we lived just 40 miles out at this time 40 miles uh north of new york city yeah and her best friend lived across the street her best friend from childhood lived across the street and was living with a coke dealer so right. and we well it was you know we had a couple of years there that were very fun and uh, I do remember a couple of times, you know, I would dress up in front of these two. We're all hanging out, um, partying, and her best friend is there, and I'm there. I'm in panties and a bra and mm-hmm. stockings and all that, and you know, we're just doing our thing. And at one point, her friend even took uh, did a photo shoot for me. Um, but there was never any sexual interaction with uh, the friend at that time. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever with that particular person. Yeah. Okay. So. And uh, that evolved for a long time, and uh, we relocated to the Midwest, and oh, I'm forgetting a very important <laughs> important piece of the pie here. Okay. So uh, when we finally got married, six months later, we had our, it was an informal wedding, very informal, just as a piece. We had a reception to invite all the little family members around, and that, during that party uh that's when my sister-in-law and i um started our years-long affair 
Oh, okay. I don't know why I did it. You do, do I have like the the bullets to your story someplace that I don't remember? <laughs> uh, I may have been mentioned in the telephone confession. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sister-in-law. I remember everything now. Yeah, okay, go on. So wait, so at your effing wedding party the day of at the small intimate ceremony? It was, it was, oh it was a, re- no, no, this was a reception that happened later. Yeah, whatever, but it is later. in the party for your yeah. marriage. Your sister-in-law, yeah. Yeah. who is your brother's wife or your I know, my sister, my, wife's, my wife's sister. Okay, so your wife's sister. Oh my mm-hmm. fucking God. What, what a, what, how did that go down? <laughs> well, I, I re- we were in the basement of the house and I don't know who, who, propositioned who um (laughs) but i really don't but that 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 lasted a very long time um for the time that we were living on the east coast and then uh for a number of years when i got to the midwest and then she moved out to the midwest uh to the town that we lived in and uh we well i worked in the construction still well i don't do that anymore was working in the construction industry she was in food service there's a lot of well, there's a lot of parting that goes on in that in that world, and uh, that was still occurring. So we, when uh, her sister moved out here, things really kind of got hot and heavy. <clears throat> so you know, there was a lot of times when I would meet her. She, we might go to the mall. She might buy me some lingerie. We'd go back to her place. We'd we'd be at it for you know hours on end. And you know, she had a big thing for anal. She she could come from being fucked in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without anything else going down. Without mm-hmm. anything else. So mm-hmm. she really loved that. And I did too. So yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a match made in, you know, a coke laden heaven. <laughs> oh my goodness. But wait a second. So did she, was she ever married during all these years of you guys hooking up? Was she cheating on anybody as well? My sister-in-law? Yeah. No, she... <laughs> well, she'd been with a man for uh, a very long time, and then went... At, they, I mean, we're talking 16, 18 years. Yeah. And then got married, very expensive wedding, and then they got divorced two years later. Right. So I'm just telling you, kids out there, don't spend the money on the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and, the best is uh, when yeah. people spend t- uh, 75000 uh-huh. on a wedding and then they fly coach to Hawaii. It's like, why don't you spend $2,000 on your wedding and stay at the Four Seasons and fly first class? I mean, so dumb. You know what I mean? It, it was, yeah, it was, it was really, it was, <laughs> it was pretty sad. Anyway, so after her divorce, that's mm-hmm. when she came to the town that we lived in. Right. In the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I think it was about four years of um, on and off. Um, before I got divorced from her sister, so, did you guys ever like start dating after that, or did it no, that just we, end because of the divorce? <laughs> no, that well, there, there's a lot of messy stuff in there that we can't. I mean, you don't have time to talk about. But she ended up heading back to the East Coast um, and um, resuming her life out there, and I haven't had any contact with her since. But did you guys um, ever get caught? By who? By anybody. Um, got caught once by the police and when we <laughs> were on the East Coast. I was kind of like, that's a loaded question. Why are you asking? Like, who else besides, you know, as someone in your family? That's what I meant. Oh, you were saying it because you got busted by God. What were you like in a parking lot having sex? Uh, yeah, we were in the, <laughs> oh pulled gosh, into the parking so lot of a, of a local school. <laughs> oh, and, um, my gosh. 
Well, apparently they had. I don't. They. I don't know what kind of uh, detection devices they had, <laughs> but they did. And anyway, a cruiser showed up and um, just advised us to move on. It hilarious. But wait yeah. a second. But nobody, like the sister, never found out. Your wife never. You know. I mean. Oh, my wife found. Oh, yeah. At the end, she she knew. That's yeah. who I meant. She, instead, you tell. Instead of saying the first answer to me saying, "Did you ever get caught?" You're like, "By who?" Well, <laughs> no, we never got caught. She never walked in, you know, while we were. But doing I mean, anything. she found out though. I mean, you yeah, got caught. She was like aware. she, she. How was she aware? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I remember driving home from the lawyer's office one day, and she just said something about, uh, "Yeah, and you and my sister." So. So she maybe always knew or found out at some point and never brought it up? Well, it, 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 I mean, I don't know exactly how she found out because it's kind of weird. Because the, uh, there eventually her sister had a boyfriend, that, or not a boyfriend, had a man living with her. And, and my wa- ex-wife, my at the time wife, ended up marrying this guy. Wow. Um, so I think so somehow that knowledge got transferred between the four or the three of them um, to where she knew that uh, the sister and I were having our little uh, tete-a-tete. So maybe either she found out first and then fucked her sister's guy just to get her back, or she fucked her sister's guy because she was had the same genetics like her sister, and they're all fucking each other's guys. And then the sister found out, and she's like, well, I was fucking your husband the whole time. Like, somehow it just, uh, like, they both kind of... Uh, found out that each of them had slept with their guys. That's just crazy. It, it could have been. I mean, I, <laughs> I remember distinct. I got a phone call early, uh, early one weekend morning after, you know, a late evening for everybody. And, uh, that was my sister-in-law saying, did she tell you? And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, tell me what? Well, that she wants to marry this guy and be with him. And well, that hadn't happened yet, but uh, it happened right then. <laughs> Well, she got what she deserved. I mean, she was fucking her husband all these years. You know, what do you expect? I don't know. Were they close as sisters? I mean, I have a sister. I just can't believe someone would do that and, like, the kind of deception and be able to, like, you know, to your own sister. I find it just horrible. Did they, were they, like, oh, like, best friend sisters or sisters that barely talked or hated each other? Um, I, I would not classify the relationship as best friend sisters, but I don't think they, they were not, um, uh, at odds estranged at right. all interesting so it was yeah it was kind of interesting um especially because i think at the time she was very aware but never confronted me i think because she was content at the time because the relationship she'd established with this other man was good for her she didn't want to wreck that who was very so, aware and had the thing like what are you talking about what do you mean oh my wife was aware at the time of what was going on between her sister and I, but because this person lived with my sister-in-law. Oh, wait, wait, your wife was seeing her guy at the same time that she was married to you? Well, my sister-in-law's roommate was Mm -hmm. a man. Yeah, I know. And this man was carrying on an affair with my wife. While you were with her. Oh, I thought that happened afterwards and later. And I'm having an affair with my sister-in-law. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) okay but that guy wasn't her boyfriend or anything like that i thought it was i'm so fucking confused but i like you know it's very it's very entangled i kind of dig it you know it's interesting it it is (laughs) 
it, it's oh, it's entangled. There's no doubt. Um, but it did get sorted out. You all wound up where you're supposed to be, is what you're saying. Um, well, yeah, ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's that's it. It's a lot of times it's really great to hear those kinds of stories so many years out because uh, is there more time? I don't. What? What do you mean? Do you have more time? I, I mean, we I have forty know. minutes. Oh, okay. We only. I, you you know, have an I've hour. About okay. Well, I've thought about this. You know, for a while, this upcoming conversation. I had no idea how much time it would take to spill my guts. You have a whole hour. You only gave me twenty oh. minutes. Did you spill all your guts? Is that it? <laughs> no, no. I don't. I, no. I, I. I. The next. The next chapter may. Yeah. Uh, you know, get some more questions out of you. Yeah. Um, oh. So. Um, Nine months after the divorce, I marry another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ironically enough, not that this is important to the story, but she happened to have dated my brother. She was three years older oh, than stop. me. Oh, stop. I high can't school. even handle this. All of this incestuousness is insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. I so, want to get to all your chapters. Keep moving. <laughs> and uh, well, we, uh, two, two, uh, was it about two years into the marriage? Um, and we, we, we had a, I, I thought a decent sex life. Um, she asked me, well, what do you like or something? And uh, the strangest thing was at the time, apparently our next door neighbor, who was a best friend from childhood, we live in a, it was a fairly small town, mm-hmm. um, had given her some underwear that she didn't, uh, couldn't, she didn't fit into. Yeah. And they were sitting in a, uh, in a laundry basket. And, and, you know, this, you know, at this point, my new wife says, uh, well, what do you like? So I went into the, into the, uh, bathroom, grabbed these, uh, they were, um, let me see, they were kind of satin and lace pink tanga panties and, um, put them on and walked in and well, she wasn't horrified, um, at the time. So, um, that just, you were able to dress up. Yeah. Uh huh. In front of her, she was okay with it or she was into it. Well, she seemed to. Uh, I don't know how many wives go back and forth. Um, she got yeah. hot and cold a lot with it. Uh-huh. But um, sometimes she was very hot with it. And, um, and I mean, I got encouraged the whole thing. And that's when I actually was able to um, go, I, I guess, all the way to the one end, you know, wigs, makeup, that kind of thing. She helped you? And, um, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but was not, uh, was, wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't her thing entirely, but we, we played a bunch of times, you know, while I was dressed and, um, she pegged me Well, it was the best orgasm I ever had. Um, we'd bought a strap on and she pegged me and wow. I mean, cause it's the P spot, right? That's, yeah, that's now, what you're hitting. Because you had, had these experiences with men when you were, or guys when you were younger, all these years that you're married, were you ever hooking up with guys on the DL or had you not been with any guys and had no anal since you were a teenager? No, I, I, I wish I could say yes, but no. Why do you wish you never... can? <laughs> oh, because you wish you had that. But so the no opportunities, but if there were, you would have. It wasn't like you were monogamous, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think or would have, I would have, but yeah, that was not, it just, the opportunities were right, never presented themselves. Okay. So, um, we, uh, we, you know, went back and forth for a long time and, uh, I don't know what role that played in the demise of that relationship, but, um, I mean, that went on for 12 years, 13 years, um, back and forth, uh, 
with the full dressing and whatnot to the point where we, um, at some one point, uh, she would allow me to go to, uh, you know, if I wanted to go to a motel room and do my thing or I could do it at the house or, you know, I visited a cross-dressing service once. That was, that was really fun. That was almost a dumb thing, but, um, not quite because this woman would provide a service and you'd show up, you'd, she'd dress you, maybe put you in a chastity cage. Um, um, so there was some anal involved. She never, Oh, I never heard of this. This is a Um, thing. Yeah. So people that do those services, it typically has this kind of stuff involved. I only participated in this once and then COVID, uh, COVID took, took care of that. I'm sure the business went, went by the wayside, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I showed up to her place and, um, got me dressed. And of course this was a whole evening, right? So I, um, she made me up, we went out to, uh, to have dinner somewhere. And then to a, uh, there was a a club that did drag shows and then there was some play done in, in, at her house, um, which was, you know, pretty exciting with uh, a TENS unit or what is that? E- I don't know if Easton, I think they call it tens. It was, it was a, some, you know, an electrical thing put in my ass and wow, that was, that was over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, just rolling convulsions, um, you know, in your anus. And, uh, you know, that just ended up with, um, you know, that machine and me and she, her encouragement and jerking off and eating cum. Well, I like to eat my cum too. So now this was when you're still with your wife. Are you still married to this, the second wife? No, nope, not anymore. Okay, but were you at this time that you went to the cross-dressing yep, service? absolutely. Was, oh, she yeah. was down with it? She was like, go do your thing? Yeah, okay. pretty much was go do her thing because what I didn't know at the time, and mm-hmm. I probably should have been more aware of it, but I, maybe I wasn't because I was too into myself. That's mm-hmm. what cross-dressers are. They're kind of narcissists. Narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. That's interesting. I yeah. never heard that one. We'll talk about that, but go on. You've never associated that with crossdressers? No, oh, no, no. Huge. Let's wait, but we, I want to just hear what you were just about to say okay. and then we'll get to that. Yeah. So, um, well, we both work at a very, we, well, we both still work at a very large, um, company that I don't want to use the word company that's in the healthcare field. Okay. So, um, she was a, we, of course it's, they, they give us decent benefits. She was able to leave early because she'd been there longer than I have, you know, accumulated lots of time mm-hmm. and would leave early and, uh, and then come back and pick me up after my shift that ended. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it until, until I got sat down one Saturday morning oh, and no. she wanted to quote unquote, I mean, she didn't say it this way probably could have done it in a much better way and things could be entirely different from where they are today. But she wanted to open the marriage. What did she say? Quote, unquote. I wish I could remember verbatim but, but what it was. was but she, she wanted like, to let me do my thing and she wanted to do her thing. How about that? And and we would still wow. live together. Uh-huh. And I remember talking to her. And, I, of course, that was a total mind fuck to me. And uh, so I'm like, are we still going to have sex? And she, she's, yes, yes, we'll, we'll still have sex. I mean, I don't know why that was the most important thing on my mind at the time, but. Um, well, and that was a Saturday, so, um, Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon, she trots out the door to go, to go explore her possibilities. And I'm like, wow, that was quick. <laughs> she must've had the, something in the bag that she wanted, well, you know, I mean, come it on. was already happening. It had yeah, been going on for a while, which is why I mentioned the other thing. So yeah. she'd been, she'd been doing this for a while. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and she uh, didn't want to lose you and want to be open about it, maybe, and want to keep you in the bag, too, or somehow. Because, like, she didn't want to leave I, you. She wanted to I, I have you and this other stuff going on at the same time. She liked the skills that I had that didn't have anything to do with the bedroom, but had everything to do with adding to her material wealth. Okay. Um, so, I mean, because I I, I am... Oh, what's the best word to do? I, you know, I take crappy properties and I fix them mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I do it really cash. well and I do it really well <laughs> and, I, and I enriched her quite a bit. So you think she wants to stay to have, uh, to, to, yeah. you know, for your money and stability and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but she wanted to go basically and live like do. a single person. <laughs> yeah. She was going to do her thing and I was going to be able to do my thing. And uh, that just didn't, that wasn't going to so, work out. So did you try it at all? Um, no, because she was, uh, you know, of course, all through the 13 years of marriage, being hot and cold with a cross-dressing thing. Yeah. Um, it was confusing um, because it was okay and it wasn't okay. And it oh, was okay really? And it wasn't okay. Yeah. And uh, we, we opted to part ways. Right. And partly because... Let me throw in another segue here. Uh, a person I knew from from high school had um, thrown a hail mary pass into the into the ether, and it landed in my mailbox. And um, it was, "Hey, hi, hi, how are you? What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, that's what Facebook's for, right? I mean, a lot of people, uh, I think, wound up hooking up with a lot of other people because of Facebook. You know, those connections that were easy to make from people way back when. Well, this was a postcard. A what? So this was old. Yeah, it was old school. Oh my god, a postcard with a stamp on it, like in the in the year two thousand. Yeah, a stamp on it. <laughs> oh and I remember god. standing in this kitchen. I'm talking to you from reading this postcard in front of my soon-to-be ex-wife, and okay. uh, being faced with this dilemma of, well, I can pursue this. I got two directions, right? It was the fork in the road, mm-hmm. and. Uh, well, I chose the fork that I'm on right now, which has now been a three-year relationship with this person. Oh, Who knows the postcard nothing about wait. what's going on? Oh my God! Okay, wait, we, we we're not <laughs> we're get, we still got to talk about the cross-dressers being narcissists. I have so many more stuff to talk to you about. We still have plenty of time. Wait a second. So you're with your wife. She had just. It, it's like early on with her saying, "I want to go pursue other people." That's when you get that postcard from the woman that you're with now postcard girl yes. i mean you're with still a po- did you ever ask her why she didn't just use facebook i mean it's like oh my god it's only three years ago <laughs> it's not something i'm i don't do it i don't do facebook and your wife's like fine with it right because she had already told you she no, wanted to be with other people what pissed. she was so pissed at this person it was hilarious oh my god um, i love it it's so messy real life normal shit it's so funny like you you're <laughs> like i want to go fuck other people but i really don't want you to fuck her she's not okay because maybe you might like her i don't know it's so complicated mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah. obviously it, not gonna work not you well and uh, and and it gets even inch more interesting because this this person had sent um had had only had you know the internet to, and and other record public records to find me through and actually had sent multiple uh, postcards. Wow! And some of these went to properties that I owned, um, but uh, the ex had collected these postcards and oh. disposed of them. And it was of course it was just by a miracle that I happened to 
take the mail out of my own box and, oh, and wow. find the one. Well, listen, you know, it couldn't have been perfect timing. You were obviously going your separate ways at this point. Your wife wanted to do all these things. You were never going to be okay with it. In comes the, probably the, maybe the one, quote unquote, the one that got away. She was right there oh. at the perfect time. I mean, that's oh, kind of yeah. like the best landing, you know? I mean, a lot of, t- that might've been a much worse time of your life if that other woman hadn't come in. You know, you just would have been abandoned by your wife and, but here you were you got like right into another relationship (laughs) oh so still smoking hot that's amazing oh well yeah we're both the same age yeah i mean um this i've heard the term on your show unicorn yeah 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 um this person is the unicorn um my age no kids well this is a long distance uh thing at this time Uh it has been for the three years yeah Um, yeah, you're still quite a distance away yeah which gives me you know time to do well talk to you yeah and to do do my thing um when I want to. Um, Does she know about your things that you do? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. interesting. That was, when, 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 uh, well, we're, we've been trying to put our lives together, but when you're at age and you have, you have different, you know, careers and you've got different businesses and uh, it just gets complicated to try to put totally yes. two people's lives together when you're that far apart, but mm-hmm. we're trying mm-hmm. and this will go away. I mean, I, but um, what will go away? Oh, I won't. I I won't be able to do my camming shows. And well, I oh, I'll, right, right, I'll right. Exactly. Part, I'll part with all the cross-dressing stuff because it'd be another fork in the road. And that's that's what I think. I I wonder about a lot of cross-dressers you know, as they age and they and they face the realities of the whole thing. Um, you know what they're going to choose to do. And and it, the ironic thing is in having some discussions with uh, my current flame about you know because I've tried to feel her out and with regards to how she feels about uh, cross-dressing or transgender issues or all of that. And uh, it's been pretty clear. Um, and uh, the mo- the best comment that she made was no man would want to be a woman if she knew, if they knew how women were really treated in this society. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a, that was quite a bitch slap up the side of the head. They did a study. I remember reading a really great article um, and this was done with guys who had all the hormones and became uh, female. And they, it, it was really their perspective of not only how they were treated, but also how different they felt. And all these things that, you know, guys get down on women for, they realize it's like hormones. It's, you know, it's like, it's if in, um, but also it, a lot of that article was about the treatment and how different uh, they experienced the world. And it is very, yeah. di- it is very unfair. It is very different. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think she was spot on there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as, as a, as a bisexual crossdresser, you know, uh, you Dave Chappelle of- had an interesting perspective on things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw his show, Sticks and Stones. He talked about the alphabet people and uh, one of them was the, bi- the bisexuals and we're just greedy, right? Because as as a, as a as a male crossdresser, I can impersonate a female, but I can penetrate and be penetrated. Yeah, um, women can't do that. Right, exactly. Because you have the benefits of being a, a white male, straight white male, right? <laughs> so you could be yeah. that guy when you need to walk in and negotiate. You know, you mm-hmm. could uh, you could be the crossdresser when you want to get a good fucking in the ass. I don't know. You know, I mean, you, or you want to make money on cams, and you know. Um, but you could, you can do.
Yeah, I, I can. Well, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not six, four, two forty. Yeah. So, um, I, I can, I mean, uh, passable, I don't know, maybe, in, you know, with some soft lighting, but, uh, um, I, I look, I'm fit, so I look good. And in fact, I remember my first wife being mad at me because I looked better in lingerie than she did. Oh my God, hilarious. Well, you know, <coughs> I have a Patreon where I do some contests. I have like a pantyhose tier. I call those guys my hosers. I have a cross-dressing tier. Now, I do a lot of contests with them. And uh, a lot of times I give critiques. And we did one contest where all the guys wore pantyhose and took pictures. And I had my sister and my cousin come over. And they were drunk. And I had them analyze all the pictures. But I didn't tell them that this was guys wearing pantyhose. Do you understand? Uh, yeah. I would win. And so many, but I can't tell you how not one, at, not at any point did they a think that th- any of these were not women, okay? And b they were so vicious when they thought they were women. And then when I turned around and let them in on the whole thing that they were guys, they a couldn't fucking believe it. And then they were so much nicer about it. And then they were so shocked because these guys' legs were better especially if you're talking about women in their 50s, 40s, I mean, then most women that you know, they have, <coughs> they keep the muscle tone. Men keep the muscle tone better than women, yeah. unless, you know. Well, and something I didn't, under, I didn't learn until recently is that there's a, um, there's a fat structure in women that men don't have, and it causes cellulite in women and men don't. So there's another benefit of being a straight white male cross. <laughs> Fuck <jumper>. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Because um, uh, my ass does look good on cam. I mean, I can't tell you that's that. I love hearing that. I mean, I hear it over and over and over when I'm on cam. And um, I, I, that's one of the things that draws me to it. You know, it's, it's the compliments. Flattering. Let's talk yeah. about the narcissism. Uh, speaking of how you love everyone complimenting you. Okay. You, you have this thing where you think that cross-dressing is like a narcissistic thing. Oh, uh, very much so. Because I, I, I wanted to look up the, I, I don't know, narcissist was, it's a character. I don't know if it's a Greek god. I don't remember. I'd have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, narcissist uh, fell in love with his reflection. Yeah, um, yeah. And and that's where that you know that's where all that comes from. And so anybody who's a crossdresser, you cannot see yourself except in a mirror or in a photograph. Right. So mirrors and photography are very important. Um, so you can see yourself, and uh, I think that is that is highly narcissistic yeah but it, but um, uh, but don't you think though it's like kind of like the opposite of nar- like you're not really seeing yourself you're seeing like a different part of yourself and a, another part of yourself it's not really do you know what i mean like is it all of somebody i don't know are they really seeing themselves or just seeing a part of themselves i think maybe you yeah, might be a narcissist <laughs> or <laughs> I, I, or like some narcissists or cross-dressers but i just think narcissism because uh, I I'm like a professional narcissist spotter. I know all about it. I was raised by one. I dated many. I was a, I'm a narcissist magnet. I know a lot about it, and I just don't see the correlation. Maybe like I said, you know, you're here. You are a guy who likes to be on cam, and you like people complimenting you. You like maybe because you're a narcissist, you think that the and you happen to also be a crushesser that you're projecting that on to everyone, but I never thought of that. I'm very curious when I put this out there, what other crossdressers say about that, you know, for sure. I think it's a component. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, it's not yeah, it's the only component, but I think it's a strong component because, um, there's a big, well, you've probably heard of a website called Flickr. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a huge crossdresser community on there. And, um, of course, that's all about photographs. It's all about sharing. And um, that's what people, they like to show off. They like to see themselves um, because that's what it's about. You're, you're altering your you exterior. Right, but I, to the crossdressers listening, like, is, isn't putting yourself out there and maybe taking pictures for some crossdressers, what it is about is it, it validates and makes it sort of a reality. It's, it's yes. not so, but is that narcissism or is that just them wanting to, for that time and that feminine part of them to be real? You know what I mean? And just exist. And that's a form of doing it. It's like validating that part of them as opposed to just them, you know, jerking themselves off to it and being a fucking narcissist. I don't know. You know, I'm curious of what other people think. I think it could have a negative. Con- it has a negative. Narciss- narcissist. The, the, you know, there's a negative connotation totally. around all of that. Yeah. And so I think what you and I are saying here is uh, mo- most, I don't, I don't think there's a negative connotation around most of it. Yeah. Um, but you are mirrors and pictures and seeing yourself is all a huge component. Yeah. I um, just think that it. that component is because it's the way of that guy who likes to cross dress. It's a way of them to validate that part of them and make it more real. And at that moment, because it's not always, you know, and I don't know that that goes together, but it's interesting. It's, I've never heard anyone put it together like that. I think maybe it's because you have that in you, you know, you, you take it to that level for you being in pictures and being on there is about the adulation, which I'm not saying that there's other people that don't have that too, but I think you for sure like all of that. That's what the pictures are for you. I do. No doubt. Let's get into the Um, camming. When did you start that? And how did that come about? Cause it's not like you need the money, (laughs) you know? No, I don't do it for money. Yeah. It's entirely, it's it's, the gift to me is when, you know, some guy comes. Yeah. 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 You like to, you like the fucking control. You, you know, you like to get the guys off you. It feeds some part of you. Oh uh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, well, the sad thing about it is uh, how I found out about it was through one of, um, uh, uh, my stepchildren <laughs> and they had mentioned something with, you know, they were joking. They'd spent the night somewhere and they talked about this website. And they call, they said, Oh, we call it penis poppers. <laughs> and because every time you, you open up the website and turn on and well, what is it? It's generally there. And generally the cam is of a guy with his, you know, dick out. hand on his dick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most, uh, most of them can't be imaginative in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't do anything more than they've got their phone right now. That's what it, you know, has come to now. Is they got their phone on and they're looking at the little picture on their phone, and they got the other part of their phone, you know, sh- you know, cameras shining on their dick. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> that was funny, and that's that's how I discovered this, and then. Um, I thought it was very erotic at some point because somebody can see you. Yeah. They can, uh, you can show them yourself. And if there's a connection, you stay and you get off. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, you move on until you find somebody that, uh, that you do have a connection with. And every once in a while you get a unicorn. Um, and there's somebody who's very cool and very into whatever's going on. And you spend a certain amount of time with them and you can make them very happy. Um, and it just happened. Well, I mean, I had 
unicorns are hard to find, right? That's why they're unicorns. Yeah. And uh, it was just the other day. It was it was it was almost sad in a way. The guy was 27 years old, married, wasn't getting anything off his wife or very little, wasn't very happy, was totally fascinated with what I was doing. Um, he liked to see everyday objects go in my ass, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I want before we end that. That's my. That's where we're going to close on the objects he has had. You know, had you put up your ass? I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I have keep... a whole other chapter to go beyond beyond that. But okay. Oh well, really? All right. You... We have ten minutes, fifteen minutes max. Sorry, because okay. I have to pick okay. up my son, or else I'd go long, way longer. Keep going. Um, all right. Yeah, refresh my memory. Where, where, where was that? Oh, you where, were talking about the unicorn in the sky. The oh, 27 the unicorn. Year old. Yeah. yeah. So he's an attractive guy. Kind of, yeah. He has a very nice cock and he's loving everything I'm doing. And I mean, when he let go, it was buckets, um, which was good for me. And he even commented, I mean, most of the time when a guy comes, they you know, turn the camera right off. They just leave right away. Yeah. yeah. And when, it, when that doesn't happen, it's very cool. People mm-hmm. are, you know, it's very nice when people stay and say, thank you. And you just have a little, you know, chill, you know, five, you know, a minute or two or chill. But uh, anyway, he even took a picture of his load on the floor and had to show it to me because <laughs> oh it was goodness. so big. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was, well, it was tremendous for me too. Yeah. Because everyone got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, thank you. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll see you again. And then on we went. And now that's what you love about it. You've been doing this for many years. I know that you just mentioned you have another yeah. chapter, uh, okay, uh, as well on top of the camming. I mean, I don't know if I should go. Could you just tell me really quick how, like, any kind of, like, crazy object that that guy, I mean, I, I'm. Oh, no, yeah, he loved, um, well, um, a beer can is not a problem for me. You know, um, my, my biggest dildo is three inches in diameter. Wow. So, um, uh, you know, water bottle, a dildo. Uh, I mean, a, a water bottle, um, a beer can, um, shit like that. There was a, uh, I have a can that's, it looks kind of like a spray paint can, but it, you know, I put a condom on it and uh, I can do that. And, um, just thought that was the, the bomb. Yeah. 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 Just thought that was the bee's knees, all those different things. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I, I'm pretty talented as, you know, if you can get a three-inch dildo in your ass, I mean, that's pretty talented. Anything's going to get in there. Yeah, the beer can, everything, yeah. So large Which might insertions. be a good segue to the fisting. Okay, so this is the the next chapter, the chapter we're ending on? Yeah. Okay, fisting, okay. Okay, so um, I, at the at the establishment I worked at, I had a coworker that was hounding me, um, female coworker that was hounding me. And um, I couldn't get this person to leave me alone. I didn't really want anything to do with him. Her. And, uh, it's a female. It's a female. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she like interested wants you. In she's interested in you for sex. Like to hook yep. up. Okay. Yeah. Interested in me in sex. I said, no, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. in a relationship. Don't mm-hmm. want it. Mm-hmm. Kept hunting me. Kept hunting me. And so I said, okay. Uh, uh, now I want to scare her off. So I, I said, why don't you just come over to my house um, and um, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. So it was a Friday afternoon, comes over to my house. Um, I'm drinking copious amounts of uh, beer and I'm trying to lay this on the line for her and eventually get her to, to my cam room, um, get her on cam, show her what I can do. I, I was waiting for her to run out, run away screaming. She didn't know about um, your camming or she did? No, she didn't know anything about this. Right. I so you figure about, you were just going to lay it all out and she'll run for the yeah. hills. Layer off, yep, and, and yeah. that'll be done with this. <laughs> um, 
Oh my God. <laughs> well, no, but no, we <laughs> end up down in my basement in my studio, I guess you'd call it. And she is watching and then actually topless and on cam. And then eventually I get, uh, I get her to put her fist in me. Oh my goodness. What a naughty bitch. She smelled you from a mile away. She's, you know what I mean? This is like, well, I, I don't know. And then I didn't, I haven't, didn't have any interaction with her for a long time. And then she came around again. Yeah. And, um, well, this was just Tuesday as a matter of fact. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, you know, I tried to just be very straight. I mean, this is funny because this is a person I can be very forward with. I'm standing in my kitchen in my uh, all together with, uh, you know, a new bra that I've gotten off with eBay and panties and I got a butt plug in me and I, I'm waiting for her to run away. And the next thing I know, I've got, she's got three fingers in me. <laughs> wow. She's so, back for more. <clears throat> back for more. And this is really complicating the situation because I don't, uh, this is not something that I want to get, you know, uh, my plan has failed. Right. Yes. She's into it. She didn't run away. She's back for more. She hasn't, she's not off your t tail. I mean, she still wants you. <laughs> well, well, she wants, no, she wants an exchange. She wants to be pleasured in some way. And I told her, I don't, I couldn't, I can't. I mean, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 58. I'm fit. Um, I look great. This person is not, you know, is a little older than me. Um, not, you know, not horrible, but pear shaped. And, uh, I, I just, I think she took her pants off. I'd puke, but, <laughs> but you let her fist you. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I'd never had that done. Yeah. 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 I got it. It's like a lot of guys probably understand. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I thought that would finish it off for sure. And that, that did not. So did you do another camming session with her on that Tuesday? So just Tuesday this no, last Tuesday? No, no. I mean, I, I, I probably would have and because uh, I probably want to do the fist thing again. But yeah, um, that that no, that didn't happen. Um, she left on her own accord. And uh, I'm just going to wait and see what happens next. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't even know. I'm sitting here trying to think like, I, you know, when you were like a crossdresser coming on my show, I'm like, I'm going to put this just on my Patreon. But no, this is going to go on my Fetish Fridays. And I'm like, what am I going to title this? Like Tom slash Tanya, the crossdresser who cams and fists and cheats and fucked his sister-in-law. I mean, there's so many sub stories in this episode. <laughs> And, and I, I love them all. So boring. I love them all. <laughs> no, you didn't. You fucking narcissist. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You're full of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's fascinating. All of them. You have many chapters. There's so many layers here. All my coughs. But um, but you know, this was like super interesting. I loved all of it. Like I said, I don't know what I'm going to title it, but it will be out for Fetish Fridays on my podcast. Uh, definitely go to YouTube if you want to hear the effing comments because there's a whole bunch of people over there that are commenting on my episodes. But only go there if you have a thick skin because sometimes my poor callers go there and they don't have it. And I stick up. I have a very thick skin. I love a good debate. I don't care. I love to fight with people and tell them they're oh, wrong and have well, back should, and forth. Well, you should hear what the people say to me when I'm on camp. You, you, so you're, oh, right. You get it. You totally get it. So you're all good. Um, so yeah, go there to see the comments. I'm going to really be interested to just see what people think about that whole 
uh, narcissist and cross-dressers and all of that, you know, that correlation. I want to see what other people think because I'm sure there's other, you know, I'm not a cross-dresser. I'm a female. So what do I know? I'm going to be very surprised to hear what other people say. Like, are there going to I would like to know, are there female to male cross-dressers? I think there would not be because male clothing and attire and underwear is really boring. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. And you bring it up at the last minute. I don't know. I don't know if there are women, but I'm like curious to see what a lot of people uh, think about this episode. People are going to be talking about your cheating. They're going to be talking about your camming. They're going to be talking about your fisting with your... They're going to be talking about your coworker. (laughs) Well, I think it's a shame. I think your fist was a little small, but yeah, well, because oh well. it's a female, yeah, it's a That's big right. difference. Yeah, you need the guy. Um, I'm curious to see where you go with your girl. I mean, you would give it all up if she moved. You think for this one because she's like the one that if you know she came and moved in oh, with you, yeah. you'd be able to give it all up. That's cool. All right. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think there'd be any problem there. And I mean, do you want to? I mean, I don't know. You're a female, but she uh, incredibly. Smoke. She's fit. I mean, we're both really. We look good when we fuck. That's right, 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 right. Well, we look really good. So she would be a and, good camming um, partner. But wait, can I ask you for a question? <laughs> Do you yeah. want to give out your cam? I, there are going to be some guys listening to this that are going to be like, "Why hasn't she asked him for his fucking cam name?" Like they're going to want to find you um, and have a big it's, audience. It's totally. It's completely random. I mean, you'd have to go to the onto the website and and um, you know open. Uh, Open it up, and you know maybe you maybe you'd see me, and maybe you wouldn't. But are um, are you a specific no name, name for them to see? Oh, it's not. No, okay. it it's totally random. Oh, okay. So um, it's and way. but where do you go on for them to? It's it, maybe. Well, see the you? one website's called uh, Dirty Roulette. Yeah. Um, all one word, and I and one person I was camming with, they were on a. They called the website that they had logged into was called Shangle. Um, oh, so I, I think see. the way the internet works and these companies work, it's who knows half a dozen. Oh, um, you could go through different, many different places and, and get you so. up, you're but you're see going all through dirty roulette. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's hard for the them to thing. find you, yeah, but they, they might, they wouldn't be able to find me. Oh, I mean, I've okay. done Chatterbait. I've done that, but I don't like that portal. Um, because you don't get it, you know, you're, you, you have a cam up and then people can text like text on there Yeah. and that's all you can see. And if you want to see, you know, could do something one-on-one with somebody, you have to open another window and, you know, open up their cam. It's just not ideal. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make money, sure. I've seen it on there, people making money and that's too much work for me. Yeah, and you don't need the money. You you just want the no. you know you want to get off. You like the exhibitionness of it. You like the co- compliments, all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that makes you like a great find. You know, you're the unicorn in that uh, in that world for sure. Because I think some people are just doing it for the money, but you're really there to, to have a fucking good time. And I'm sure that comes across. So people are going to be very disappointed that they can't find you, but they're going to be trying to find you. But anyway, Tom, Tanya. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing all your your stories and uh, all of it. It's, it was a little well, it was fun all over the place, cathartic. but it was great. I love that it was fun and cathartic for you. That's cool. Thank you for calling in. You gave me a great episode. It'll be on uh, probably next Fetish Fridays. Okay. Fetish Friday. Well, that's I'll, next uh, week. I'll, uh, I'll keep a breath. Get ready, oh, oh. Tom. Yeah, get ready. Go to YouTube. A breath. And look at the Did comment. you get it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling in, Tom. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. 
If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.